2: Welcome to the show, everyone. That's Marcus Parks. I'm Ben Kissel. We're joined by Rebecca Trent.
0: Hi, y'all.
2: Thanks so much for being here, Rebecca. Well, thanks for having me. I'll tell you, I I went to this brunch place. It was called Brooklyn Star, and they have great Bloody Marys. And I always say, oh, if you want to go have the best Bloody Marys in New York City, go to Brooklyn Star. And then you take a person there, and the Bloody Marys are great, and everyone loves it. And it's the same situation here at the Creek in the Cave when it comes to their flautas. And when it comes to the burritos, (laughs) you tell people some of the best burritos in New York City, some of the best flautas around and you bring them to the creek in the cave and they have the flautas and the burritos and they look at you and they say, I trust your opinion and you're a man I would love to be with forever. That's what I'm talking about when I discuss creek in the cave food.
1: All right. Rebecca Trent is the owner of the
2: Creek in the Cave, and I uh, requested her to be here today because I was here until seven thirty in the morning last night. And I won't say that I found my way out. Rebecca helped me.
0: I did. I did. It's uh,
2: true. The sun was rising, and people were going to work. But I said, "Hey, you suckers! I'm going to sleep." <laughs> Rebecca? Yes, sir. Let's discuss uh, running a small business. This is not an easy operation.
0: No, it's not. It's a pretty big operation, actually.
2: When, when did you uh, take ownership of The Creek and the Cave and make it what it is today, which is an amazing uh, workout studio for pretty much every comedian that matters in New York City?
0: <laughs> um, I bought the place with two business partners on August 1st, 2006. And I bought out my two business partners by December of 2007.
2: What did they? What mistakes did your business partners make?
0: It wasn't so much that they made mistakes, it's just that it wasn't really a good mix. Uh, the first person that wanted to I, essentially the three people that originally were the purchasers of the creek and the cave, um, I represented a vast majority of the investment. Yeah. And then the two other gentlemen that were my business partners, one was to run the restaurant, the other to run the bar, and then I was going to to handle programming in the theater as a director and actress. Right. Uh, I had a theater company at the time that was running out of it. and Well, there's
2: no greater business than a theater company.
0: Oh, I'll tell you. <laughs> it
2: never it is, fails. Ref- it is recession-proof. <laughs>
0: Absolutely.
2: Everyone needs theater.
0: So, one of the business partners basically realized that during heavy show time um, and during production time, the two other business partners were going to be gone, and that right. didn't work for him. So, the bottom sort of fell out of the relationship. So, he... Uh, he ended up leaving. I mean, everything was on pretty good terms, I think. And then, um, like, we're Facebook friends. And, oh, uh, so you're Facebook friends. But yeah. I'm Facebook
1: friends with a lot of ex girlfriends and yeah. things. And just, yeah, that's Me too. true. You just, don't. Yeah, you just don't get rid of those. But, no, I, you can't. But
0: this, this fella you comes around every every now will. and again and says hi and stuff. It's never, it's never bad to see him.
2: That's good, and I hope you charge him double.
0: <laughs> uh, I would Never.
2: Uh, that's the thing about Facebook friends. You can never unfriend somebody because then they it lets them know that you're upset.
0: But now you can unfollow them so you never have to see them again. It's the best. I do like that. About it's it. my favorite feature. How
2: much money did you invest in the uh, in the uh, creek in the cave to start with? and uh, oh, what gave wow. you the um the <clears throat> motivation to do it? because it's a relatively it's a risky venture.
0: Well, you know, I started the 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 whole thing uh, was was happening as I was getting divorced. Um and my parents were all. this was from your third husband or your fourth my first husband <laughs> your first my high school sweetheart. Um and uh, so as we were divorcing, I was buying the creek. But I before I came here, I had never served a plate of food or any of that stuff. Like I wasn't the like I I didn't I I threw dinner parties in college and stuff like that, but it was right. never really that sort of into it as I am now. Certainly, like, cooking for Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff like that is, like, one of my favorite things to do every year.
2: I think it's a great inspirational story. You know, you got your degree in theater, right?
0: I did. My concentration's in acting and directing, and I, um, what I did my senior year was was basically concentrated in environmental theater.
2: So what was the learning curve for you when it came to uh, running a business? I mean, this is no small operation.
0: Well, it's been entirely trial by fire. Right. You know, um, the most expensive part of running a business is the mistakes that you make, I think, or at least for me the mistakes that i make yeah what was Um, one of your
2: greatest mistakes in running the creek in the
1: cave
0: um in november of 2008 i hired a company to soundproof the space because we were going to hold on and try and try and try to maybe possibly no 2007 to maybe possibly keep uh the music aspect right but the building itself just wasn't sustaining it we were literally shaking things off the walls and the people that were living above us in the apartment that I'm in now.
2: It was like the start of that movie that Dick Tracy film with that great <laughs> uh, that great actor. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, yeah. What
2: was his name?
1: Warren Beatty. Warren, That's Beatty. Right, Warren well, Beatty. In fact, the first time I ever came to the Creek and the Cape was in a band playing a show here.
0: Oh, wow, yeah.
1: Yeah. Sure. And, and I think like 2008
0: that makes 2009, sense. 2009, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, 2008 would have been like the last of it, really. I guess. Yeah. yeah 2007. Of yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, The ingenues. Yeah. The ingenues. Yeah, I was the only dude in an all-girl band. Oh
0: wow, drums. I remember that band. Really? Yeah. Yeah. We were all dressed yeah. in silver. That's right. That they was... weren't too shitty. It was. They were all right. Thank you. you
2: they weren't were... too shitty. Yeah. Says well, Rebecca Trent. A, <laughs> You
0: have to understand, like in the music world. Like a Not workout room yeah. for comedy and a workout room for music, mm. like it's a different world of expertise because there are people just like comedians who wake up one day and decide they're going to play the guitar, right? And then they do it in front of you.
2: I well, I'm, <laughs> I, I ride the G train. I know what it sounds like. Yeah. So, uh, what was the name of the company that you hired to soundproof?
0: Um, you know, I don't remember. But Let's bash them. I hired them and. Um, I I thought I read the contract. This was like, you know, business 101 bullshit that I just right. messed up. But like I thought I'd read the contract. I thought I had explained everything to him. I wrote the check for the deposit and gave it to him. I I looked at the contract again and it basically said that they were going to soundproof um Four, three of the four walls, and if you know anything about soundproofing, that in fact won't do anything. Did
2: you hire gypsies? (laughs) Silliness.
0: (laughs) No, actually, hysterically enough, and probably the reason I got duped was because it was this really sweet old man who was legitimately ninety years old. So he's probably long gone by now. Oh yeah. Um, and it was him and his son who took a town car out, and like they put me in touch with like people that that you know referenced them and stuff. It just at the end of the day, they Mm -hmm. wanted me to spend. The, what, was, what was basically the rest of my cushion um, To soundproof the room But no, you feel like they duped well you soundproofing Wasn't going to work
2: Do you feel like they duped you because you were a woman?
0: Um, maybe I mean I, yeah. I, I certainly uh, I, I can't know for sure But there are certainly times when I feel like Like one of my favorite things is when people Have a complaint here yeah. And they'll talk down to me And then they'll be like let me speak to your manager And right. I'll be like well uh, she's not in today, uh, and then they'll ask for the owner, and then that's when I'll let them know that I'm the owner, and then that's usually when the complaining ends.
2: Yeah. Do you feel like there's a double—when uh, it, it comes to uh, running a place and, and being a female, uh, do you feel like you get a little bit more grief uh, from individuals? You have to prove yourself more?
0: Uh, the people that I get the grief from are the union drivers, the Queens guys, the guys that, uh, like, you'll, they'll drop, like, I remember the first time I ever met James Adomian, he was here hanging out with me on the patio.
2: James Adomian, an amazing comedian. <coughs> Google amazing him comedian. and follow him on Twitter. He's one of the best He's character the best. actors around. Yeah,
0: he is. Uh, so we were hanging out, and I hear this, like, thud, and then, and then uh, just, <coughs> 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 and it was a keg being rolled intentionally down the stairs into the into the basement bar. Well, that's
2: so. how you perfect Bud Light.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but this was not Bud Light. So um, the guy that did it, I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" And right. he was like, "Who the fuck do you think you are talking to me like that?" And turned into like both of us heading off. And this guy was like, he wasn't quite as tall as you; he was probably six two. And he No, he's was, a like, wee, he's a shrimp. <laughs> he was a, he was a muscly like union like beer distributor driver, and like I knew that James and I were going to be friends forever because the guy squared off to me like he was going to hit me, and I looked over my shoulder and. It, Man had already taken his hat off and was like ready to throw down. Oh, that's cool. but, like, like I didn't former football off. player. He, yeah, he's a big dude. Yeah, so he's an Armenian, angry Armenian dude. Very angry. I'll um, tell you,
2: James Adomian, and and what a great center he was in high school. He's also he's also a gay <laughs> fellow. It's
0: also true. And, yeah.
2: and, and, uh, it's a it's a hot position to play if you're a gay man. That was his favorite. Oh yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Well, we better run another play there, and I'll just uh, let you put your hands on my nuts. I feel. There like- we go. <laughs> That's <laughs> stupid. I love it. You've been doing this comedy thing for a long time.
0: I have. I what have. Is,
2: what is one of the most infuriating things for you uh, when it comes down to local government uh, that have uh, hurt your business the most? I know the 7 train. Oh, my uh, God. That being shut down drove <laughs> you fucking totally nuts.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, I can t- I can tell you about some things that have sort of happened recently, and I, I, I have sort of like jokingly put up on Facebook that I work as an ATM for government agencies and services. Right. Because they basically just treat us like a... Um, a subsidy, like something they, we're literally a revenue stream for right. them, um, and so uh, you know we have to pay a commuter tax to the MTA. That what, what every is, small business has to pay a tax to the MTA because basically the MTA says that we bring our we bring your customers to you, so you owe us a cut.
2: Right, they bring them all angry and distraught. That's yeah, right, because they yeah. were just on the seven train, stuck underground <laughs> the for an on hour. Just on the
0: shuttle or whatever. Um, the MTA is a separate what? government agency that right. has absolutely no jurisdiction. There's nobody has jurisdiction over them. So the state. The state senator can say he doesn't like something, and the borough presidents can say that they don't like something, and the councilman can say they don't like something, and numerous petitions can be written, and Mm -hmm. people can raise as much a ruckus as they want to, and nobody is accountable at the MTA. Nobody can be held accountable because of the way that the authorities work. Anything that ends in authority is usually uh, its own uh, it has its own judicial pro. It doesn't. Right. It doesn't fall over the rest of the rules. That's why they don't have to follow the nonprofit rules that every other nonprofit has to follow when it comes to financial transparency and stuff like that.
2: That's why everyone just takes dumps at Port Authority, <laughs> just right there, right, right there on the streets. Nobody cares about it. So, as a, I would assume, uh, coming through, you know, the liberal arts and getting your theater degree, you are a relatively liberal person. Do you feel like you've become more conservative as a business owner?
0: Probably. Yeah.
2: In what you aspects?
0: Know, I, yeah. I feel like probably if I was a college student this year, I'd be busting... I, I would be spraining my wrist, high-fiving people over the fifteen dollars an hour minimum wage hike in uh, in Seattle. Right. And frankly, that scares the f- shit out of me.
2: So you're against because uh, we do a thing. Uh, Jeffrey Dahmer, when he worked at the Ambrosia, poor Jeffrey Choc- Dahmer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. When he worked at the Ambrosia chocolate factory, he was making the equivalent of nineteen dollars an hour. Yeah. By, by today's standards, working
1: overnights at the chocolate factory.
2: I think factory. it was seven dollars an hour in uh, in the nine early nice. nineties when he was working there.
0: Okay.
2: Um, and uh, minimum wage hasn't gone up now since I believe eighty eight. I think that was the last time uh, there was anything. Maybe the number's wrong. Uh, but Marcus No, that's not find true.
0: It's gone up more recently than that, much um, more recently than
2: that. Marcus, find the numbers. Um, so why, please, I Thank love you. you. I love you. Uh, you. I mean, it literally
0: just went up this year to like $7.34 or something like that. So
2: why are you against the, are you against uh, raising the minimum wage?
0: To $15 an to hour? To 15 yeah. Yeah, I mean, of course I am.
2: What would be something, well, I mean, uh, why, why, how would that affect your business negatively?
0: Well, I mean, there are some theories out there that people say that if workers are making more money, that they're going to be sort of happier, more productive workers and all that. And if I were in a position where I could pay people $100,000 a year, I would. But the truth of the matter is, is that I don't pay myself $15 an hour right now. I don't right. make that much money. So if that's what I have to pay as a base minimum and understand I've never paid anybody minimum wage since I've owned a business. I've never been like, right. "Oh, that's what I have to pay you. Okay, well, here's your fucking nickel or whatever." You know what I mean? It's yeah. always some weird number like, "We don't it, that's not how that's not how we work, you know, here and there are people who are making 14 and 15 dollars an hour, but they've right. been here for a long time and they've earned it." You know what I mean? I can't start people off at 15.
2: So it's not, not
0: the way that, not with the way that I'm making money, not with the amount of money that I have to pay the Department of Health, the amount of money I have to pay the right. Chamber of Commerce, the amount of money that I have to pay these stupid nonprofit organizations that are, that are here to, to, to help businesses and, and grow yeah. and stuff like that. All of it's, all of it's money. It all costs money.
2: Right. So, how much are you? Uh, would you say, let's just say you make a thousand bucks in a month, how much of that would go uh, to these sort of uh, programs and uh, to taxes and uh, random things? What do you actually like? What's up? the
0: percent? You yeah. know, I'm I'm not exactly sure. I should I should I knew you were going to ask this. I should have brought the the week flow down because it's it's recently changed. It's gone up. Yeah. Um, I have to make. Uh, I would say that I, I have to put aside probably about. A thousand dollars a week. For that kind of stuff, and that includes well, that's like, why I spend thousand dollars here every week on beer. <laughs> 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 that, I mean, yeah. that includes dumb stuff like right. you know, one of my assistants will go make a delivery and then he'll park my car someplace where it gets towed. So right. like, I'm including like that kind of like ticket money and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. The you know audacity that I would want to have a car in New York City, like I consider that all an asshole tax. I deserve it. Like,
2: You're a felon.
0: I am. <laughs> like, I'm the worst. But I'm not having children, so my fucking carbon footprint print is better than anybody else's, even if I don't recycle. So I don't want to hear it.
2: Well, that's good. I'll get in there. I'll make a baby in there.
1: Oh, God. God. It's going to
0: come out the wrong way. Don't say it like that. the worst thing I've ever heard in my life. I'll
1: get in there. Oh, my God. (laughs) That was romantic. Oh, come on. Leave me alone. done with this room. (laughs) What is
2: wrong with you?
1: What am I getting yelled at here? I'll get in there. Oh, my God. That's
2: romantic stuff. (laughs) Oh,
1: my
0: Lord. Everybody
2: loves it. But this is a very conservative idea because everybody uh, really believes that raising the minimum wage is a good thing. Well, everybody doesn't really believe that.
0: Okay. You know, and I feel like. If you do go and talk to most small businesses, they're they're a little they're a little bit terrified because I don't know where the money is going to come from right. because I don't want to raise the price of the flautas. I want our beer to still be the cheapest in New York, and we are breaking even. That right. is where that is how we operate. We operate as a business that keeps on going, mm-hmm. and for us to, for me to look at payroll, which takes up like I'm I'm spending. Almost, I'd say my payroll is about 30%. It hovers between 27 and 32%, depending on how many extra events, like Creek Awards usually pumps it up a little higher. Right. But that's how much of, I, I spend that much of what comes in on that, you know? And my daily like the, the... I mean,
2: what would you argue if somebody comes in here, like uh, James Adomi, you mentioned, um, he's a very liberal fellow. He's a very intelligent man. Uh, and he was large, uh, largely... Um, invested in the Occupy Wall Street movement. Oh, yeah. Um, And, of course, their major stance was uh, income inequality and... uh and owners making uh, so much more than their than their bosses. Sure. What, uh, what would you argue uh, your position would be then? Because obviously you're not a CEO. You're not making yeah, three hundred times more. Yeah, not talking
0: to me. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. that's the thing is that like the money that I did have, I sunk every dime of it into here. Right. Do you know what I mean? So like the the so even if there was a time because there was a time when I had stocks, I, I I I had a really great investment portfolio that I was lucky enough to have twenty five thousand dollars to start off with, mm-hmm. paid for all of my college. Plus my scholarships. And then when I got out of college, I had 15 grand left over to like, you know, furnish an apartment and like figure out where I was going to live in D.C. You came out of
2: college 15 grand ahead. I did. I've never heard of that.
0: I did. And, you know, and I I was I was very, very lucky. And I've 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 spent, you know, I I I, I try and make sure that I give back and, and acknowledge how lucky I've been. But uh, yeah, don't acknowledge it. <laughs> always,
2: but, always pretend to be the underdog. No one likes somebody <laughs> who uh, you know acknowledges their success.
0: But, but the truth is, is that once I bought this place, all of any of that sort of has gone. Like, I have fun conversations with friends of mine that want to talk about, like, their investments, and, like, they tell me about the house that they have. <laughs> They'll call me and ask me, like, oh, you know, do you think maybe you're ready to buy a house yet? Like, we want to, like... No. People ask me all the time. I mean, a half a dozen people this summer have seriously come up to me, looked me in my face holes, and said... How come you haven't just made more creeks? I don't get it. Like, don't you want to make another it Shouldn't you have one like in LA or? I'm not going to lie to you, somehow, Rebecca. Like
2: I, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I stopped listening after you said the word face holes. Holy <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Face holes. That was a terrifying image. <laughs> I never heard of such a Sorry. thing. Sorry.
0: I'm a terrified. Face person. hole. I think it's, there, it's an eyes
2: and a mouth and a nose. It's terrible person. Like yeah, face holes is good.
0: But it's true. You know, they asked yeah. me why haven't I just. It's like it's like people asking folks who were in college ball, like, how come you didn't go pro? Well, like, why haven't you? yourself. Stop well, asking <laughs> me questions
2: like that. If, if this is a common question, I'll, uh, I'll jump on the uh, on the bandwagon. Why haven't you expanded the creek? What's, what's well, one of the... Because what is roughly, something?
0: I think that it requires about, an, uh, you know, it, it requires in order to do it really right, at least a half a million dollars right. if you have a turnkey. That's if you... What do you mean are, by turnkey? Are, I mean, you're getting a building that's already got the plumbing set up and the electrics right. as it used to be a restaurant or a performance art space. Or whatever it is you're looking for. If
2: the, what would be one government policy that would be put in place or taken out uh, that is currently in place that would help you uh, make your business expand?
0: You mean that would just make more money happen? That would that would
2: help you. That would make it more fluid. I have a roommate, and his name is Mike, mm-hmm. and uh, and he's a good guy. And he's from North Carolina. He's a certified Republican. Oh yeah. Uh, He's buying Puma shoes. You know, it's a failing brand. But that's okay. Uh, He's rational, and I think that uh, his uh, heart's in the right place. But he discusses Obamacare, and he discusses how uh, that has really hurt small businesses because after you get 50 or more people, you have to start giving them health care. But that's not
0: even a small business to me, 50 or more people. Like, you're fucking rocking it. I don't have 50 employees. How many employees do we have here? Under 20, typically. Under 20. And I mean, certainly once the patio's closed, it'll it'll be much under a lot under 20.
2: So Obamacare has it really affected you at all?
0: No. Not at all? It hasn't. I also do not have health insurance. Um, you one, don't yourself? I do not myself. I never, I have not had health insurance in years. Um, one of my employees, I've, I'm sure a couple of my employees do, I don't know for sure, but one of my employees has it and from what I understand, she's spending an incredible amount of money on it. Right. And, uh, there were two years there. Does that were make you feel guilty at all? Pre Obamacare, there were years when I had uh, health care for my employees, and right. we almost went out of business. Uh, that that year in particular was the year that we almost went under. And how much the price you, of health care was definitely part of it. it how much a, were you spending? Eleven $1, hundred and fifty six dollars a month for three people. Fuck.
2: Right. So after you took that away, do you do you would you like to give health care to your employees? Would that be something that you um,
0: would? I'm not Or do you feel
2: like the government just I would just like for
0: everybody To have health care Right I want everyone to have health care I want to be able to go to a doctor But um, when I want to go to a doctor I pay cash I went to a gynecologist A week ago I pay cash I pay cash at the pharmacy I pay cash everywhere I go
2: Well it's always fun And that's treat-
0: what real small businesses do I right. think really You know you're not talking about People that have 50 And more employees um, But yeah I don't have health insurance Because my employees Don't have health insurance Of course it makes me feel guilty
2: it's always sad when your doctor is paid the same way that someone does. Uh, someone would pay someone who gives them a rub-and-tug. It's always in <laughs> my cash. My
0: doctor's cheaper than a rub-and-tug.
2: Is that right? Fifteen yes. bucks,
0: huh? <laughs> oh, boy, you're being...
2: I've never had one. I can't one. imagine where I, you're going. I've never had a massage.
0: Uh, you should fix that. Kata around the corner is an amazing place for massages. No tug, though, just the rub.
2: No, I can't. I'm too ashamed of my body to get naked in front of
1: anybody. Um, <laughs> you want a rub-and-tug place, though? There's a place that I wandered into in Chinatown the other day that I could tell you all about. Don't. Uh, <laughs> this is disgusting, Marcus. <laughs>
2: disgusting stuff. Do you feel like you get a lot of heat when you say that you're an owner of a business? Do people? Because uh, I think I, that you know it's a it's a negative. A lot of people believe that it's a negative
0: thing. No, I mean you know
2: I, when Mitt Romney was running, uh-huh. uh, it was it was a major denture. I mean obviously you know Mitt was you know. he, he uh, in the scale of he's a billionaire you know he's a, he's a very very wealthy man but uh the whole there's a large left movement that uh, completely bastardizes and criticizes owners of uh, of industry
0: yeah, I mean I I guess I don't I I don't own a factory when I hear owners of industry I'm picturing like these giant corporations. I don't spend money at Walmart and Target. But either. you're it like, though. You know I mean, I mean it,
2: it's an interesting duality to me Am because I, you, run a, mean, you run a you run a I mean, you know, uh comedy is obviously going to be uh and, and theater in general it's going to be uh, a little bit more liberal. It's going to be uh well, I mean, I hate that term liberal because actually uh liberals nowadays with their thought policing and their uh unbelievable um War on words. Yeah. They just hate er. the vast majority of words for some reason. I have no idea why.
0: But we're a free room um, with with like a no minimum. Do you know what I mean? Like it's not. Right. We don't run it like a like a capitalist business. But I mean, look, like we're not like capitalists because we have to, we have to make money. But, yeah. but but we don't we don't run it like uh, the way that one would expect. Uh, you know, I don't consider myself a captain of industry. I don't deserve the hat because I don't have enough money. Is what I'm saying. I'll basically. buy you the hat. All right, baby, I'll wear it.
2: Yeah. <clears throat> How do you balance that though?
0: what do you mean
2: you know how do you balance the idea of uh you know having to deal with a lot of, ted alexandro yes the creakies which uh we want everything marcus and we deserve to we were the best <laughs> podcast and we are always
1: <laughs> um
2: but uh ted alexandro gave a great beautiful uh speech a uh, beautiful speech and uh, but he's a very he's a very left guy again he, he's with the occupy movement and uh, i think he's uh his heart's in the right place and i think uh He's, he's true to his words, and, and he actually goes out and he affects uh, social change. Yeah, he's
0: opening a community center oh. in Steinway in a couple of weeks.
2: It's awesome, and yeah, I, he's going to be on a show in about a month or so. Um, but you have that, and then you also have uh, certain people that uh, you know, subscribe to that ideology that would be relatively upset with the idea that you're even exploiting the, uh, uh, you know, uh, theater for money. Yeah. Art for money, you know? Yeah,
0: I mean, I, I guess so, but I, I, I feel like that is that is kind of a naive notion. Do you know what I mean? Like, really? and, and the money that we're making is off of the burritos that people choose to buy while they're watching. So it's like, I feel like it's a little bit more removed than directly tapping artists for their for their work. You know what I yeah. mean? Or like that sort of free art for money. I mean, I, the, there's if we were in a place where there was no free art available... I could understand that as an argument, but not so much in New York City. Right. Does that make sense? Like, it's it's here. It's available for you to partake in it if you want. And the comedy's free. Yeah. There it is free, you know. Yeah. But you just can't, you can't have the flautas for free, man. Cheese costume, dough.
2: What do you think about all that? What do you think, uh, no, the flautas aren't free?
0: The flautas aren't free. I'm
2: going to get a shirt that says, flautas aren't free.
0: That should uh, be my shirt. I like it. I love it. <laughs> What do you think
2: is the current state of comedy here? I mean, you've been on the ground floor of comedy since you owned this place in 06, 07, whatever. Yeah. And um, uh, where do you think we're at right now, especially when it comes down to, let's talk about gender. Uh, There's a lot of, uh, you know, you have your Lindy West online, and there's a lot of uh, different feminist voices out there. What are your takes on females in comedy?
0: Well, first of all, I do not consider Lindy West a female in comedy. I think that she's right. some sort of an agitator that's on the outskirts if at best. Well,
2: she's a human avocado.
0: <coughs> well, I, that, that could she looks a, she looks like an avocado with eyes. Am I wrong? And I'm
2: more unattractive than she is, well, so don't come after you know, me.
0: And 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 you know that that perhaps raises some sort of a point that might be valid, but I,
2: <laughs> the I, I the avocado with eyes. That was one of argu- the dumbest that, sentences I've ever that said. Old
0: avocado argument. Um, <laughs> I uh, I I think that I see more women and more funny women every uh, every day at the creek. There's plenty of like. There's more girls that I don't know the names of than there are guys coming in. You yeah. know what I mean? And I try and learn everybody's name. Um, and I I feel like I feel like the our you know the our numbers as far as like how many people of the female persuasion that are performing in open mics seem to be going seem to be rising as well as hosts for open mics which I think is always a good sign. So as far as I'm concerned chicks are basically flooding the market at this point. Like I don't think that's a negative thing. I think that it's a it's a good way to sort of like force the conversation into uh, being slightly more intelligent than just throwing out phrases like rape culture and expecting an applause break for it.
2: Right, right, right. Some people think you're cold and some people don't think that you like women.
0: <laughs> I love you, women. You like women. And I love women.
1: Yeah. It's I mean, tough.
0: the the truth of the matter is is yeah. that when I first came on, most of the people that are around here, it was a total sausage party. Right. To my knowledge, I didn't think any of those guys were particular bullies. And I'm talking about like the J Fods, the Sean Pattons, the Chesley Calloways, the Rojo Perez's, like those guys are all guys that are pretty nice to girls too. Like as far yeah. as I see on the scene. And so I don't feel like I don't feel like there was like a get out of our treehouse girls are gross like there was none of that going on in the beginning but I feel like right. girls treated it like it was a little and you think you, you think
2: it was a bit blown uh, a blown it, out because of it was a situation. Pr- it
0: was people who were already established that had problems with the creek and me in the beginning and accused me of not being supportive of who were some of these people like name names I, I'm not going to do that. I mean, they're they're like give, give. they're like wives of comedians of our friends of ours and stuff. I'm not going <laughs> to give gonna me their horoscopes side. <laughs> um, was it a
2: zodiac, a Capricorn, and a Leo? You
0: know, predominantly it's it's women who are in the 35 and over bracket currently. So they were in the, they were around the same age as me when yeah. when I when I first came on. You know, and and they didn't particularly care for my presence, and I feel like they were a little bit threatened because they didn't know what I was going what was going on or what my angle was. And a lot of times when new girls. Show up on the scene They're showing up for dick And I know you that That sounds so, huh? crazy I'm, I'm literally telling you That mm. I have Like I have definitely noticed I have talked to women Who are a part of the scene Who are very affectionate People who I'm glad Are a part of the scene right. But who have Absolutely identified it As a good scene If you want to just pick up some, some D on the DL
2: well, I'll tell you one thing. Comedian dick is disgusting and
0: no one should want it. I don't disagree with you. Well, I do disagree with you. I think comedians are lovely people. So, yeah. But comic dick, like, I feel like, and so I think a lot of people kind of, like, stood back and crossed their arms and sort of stared at me with, like, you know, sneers. And eventually they figured out that I was, like, nice and that I, I wasn't going to keep them from getting stage time and stuff like that.
2: And you've helped a lot of people out.
0: I, I've, I've done my dead level best for quite a few people.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's Present company, company included,
0: mm, indeed.
2: Well, of course, Rebecca is the only reason that we're here.
0: That's <laughs> why
1: I'm asking all the hardball questions. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for this place, I'd be going from musty basement to musty Could basement all around Brooklyn.
0: Oh my goodness,
1: <laughs> it wouldn't be right. <laughs> Mike Lawrence even. would be living in all of them. Mike Lawrence, another
2: comedian who is homeless. Um,
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: and he's I helped w- him
0: move into that cellar.
2: I know. I remember cool. that, that was the, the first time. time I met. Yeah.
0: No, the first time I met you was when I introduced you to Mark Normand and Matt Ruby. That's for right. through comedy.
2: You think women are funnier or uh, you think men?
1: Uh, do you I think? don't in, think. In general.
0: I don't think that there is such a thing. I think that there are some women that, that knock me on my ass and make me laugh like Bonnie McFarlane and Amy Schumer. And I think mm-hmm. there are some men that knock me on my ass and make me laugh like Sean Patton and Noah Garden Schwartz. It just depends on who you are.
2: And Ben Kissel. I heard you say and that. And Ben <laughs> Kissel. I did. I did say Ben yeah. Kissel.
0: I said it. It was written on my eyelids.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> I, I, you know it's just it's very interesting uh, what do you think about this whole thing with, uh, with the bloggers and uh, this huge um, this huge push for uh, you know um, female equality in comedy there was that large rape culture thing. Of course, Sam Morrill, and uh, another good friend and a great comedian. Yeah. He got in trouble for his uh, for his rape joke, and honestly, not the best joke I've ever heard in my life. But honestly, he's a very funny guy.
0: Though you know, Sam Morrill, he might have taken some heat for that, but he also got a shout out during the the keynote address from Colin that year in Montreal. He also right. got a shout out during Andy Kendler's industry speech. In so it Montreal. worked out in his favor. I don't see how it wasn't a good thing for him, honestly, mm-hmm. in the in, in the long run. And I'm glad that it worked out that way because certainly, you know, there there was a time years in years past when it wouldn't have gone that well but i mean frankly i'm i'm sick of hearing the fucking apologies yeah i'm not i'm i am not okay with the way that anthony cumia has has conducted conducted himself that night and i think that it was a legit firing on the part of, of serious radio, but well, I defend an- to the death is right to fucking say it. Like Anthony, I'm, I don't think he should apologize if he doesn't feel sorry.
2: I agree. Anthony Comilla, he used to be an Opie and Anthony. He was Anthony, and he's a, Opie and, and, and now it's Opie for, and Jim.
0: By all accounts, he's a good guy. He's a he's, well, he's a guy that that people that that people have been working with for the for over ten years.
2: I will say that uh, he's w- a
0: major staple in the comedy community
2: during the Creakies last week uh, when the last podcast and everything that Marcus and I were associated one. Yeah, uh, everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did have a great chance to speak with Ted uh, Alexandro, and he was discussing going on opening Anthony minus and Anthony, yeah. and he was able, he said he was able to have a real conversation. They and did. Uh, and I think that, I think Opie's a genius, and I think Jim Norton's an absolute, I mean, he's a, he's a ph- phenomenal, I phenomenally I think that, smart I think person. That
0: well, and I think that Jim has handled, I mean, because, I don't know if you guys know this, but Colin actually was hit. uh when you um, say Colin, who are we talking Colin about? Colin Quinn. Colin Quinn. Was hit up originally to, uh, to, to do that totally biased segment that Norton did with, um, what's her name? And uh, uh, I thought that Jim came off as well as he could, but the problem that I have with these arguments that continues to happen over and over again is that... These bloggers or these these upset, offended party These entities, politically correct arguments. Right. Um, these people who are making these arguments aren't comics. They're not comedians. But they're poking fun at comics. They're making jokes at comics. Mm. They're doing that kind of stuff. And comedians in these arguments aren't permitted to fight fire with fire. They aren't allowed to use the tools they have in their toolbox to fight back because then they look like bullies. They look like assholes. They look like they're... Mm anti-woman or pro-rape or whatever, you know, spin people and are going to And no one put is on pro-rape
2: it, by the way. thing.
0: And I, I mean no I, one. I, I I don't know anyone that's pro-rape, but there probably are people out there. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of rape fantasy. Like they, they wouldn't have that genre of porn if that weren't a thing.
2: Well, I'll tell you one thing. Most of those fantasies are coming from women.
0: And I know sexual predators out it. there. Is that is that real? I don't think that that's statistically Proven is that real?
2: What's that rape fantasy? Most rape
0: fantasies are women.
2: Oh yeah, women can't get enough. Fifty Shades of Grey was the number one selling book for a long time. I didn't
0: read that. No, it's nonsense. Da Vinci's Code too.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Da Vinci Code is the. Well, I've got one of those Google moments. Do I want to Google rape fantasies, woman, women? Yeah, it doesn't matter.
0: Make the it file thicker. <laughs> 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 Why well, start now?
2: So this uh, drives this. So this is a line as a woman that you have to sort of side with. Uh, uh, the, 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 the I.
0: No, I'm on the side of the comic, honestly. Right, at the end of the day, I don't give a flying fuck. I think that you have the right to say whatever you want. I sit in rooms where I ever- am offended by the stuff that comes out of your fucking faces all the fucking right. time. I'm an American. I believe that you guys are allowed to say whatever you want. And no one in my life has signed a morality clause with me. Has anybody? So-
2: have you ever watched somebody perform on stage and they said something so unbelievably offensive that you're like, I'll just never book them or speak to them or look at them the same way again?
0: <laughs> I'll be honest with you and you're going to well I don't it's know probably me. I think it's <laughs> hilarious but The person that has offended me the most with their stand-up comedy was actually recently, and it was in the last two months, and it was a girl comedian Hmm. who went on stage. She has a show at a a winery, from what I understand, and she went on stage and started talking about the Department of Health and how the grading system is so great, and that if you have an A, then you've got a clean place. If you have a B, then that means dot, dot, dot. If you have a C, then the punchline was you're basically cutting lettuce with dead rats. And... The public's understanding of the Department of Health and what they do with that grading system is beyond ignorant.
2: Please get into it because I'm actually fascinated. I don't go into a restaurant unless it's a
0: bee. Well, and the thing (laughs) is, is that I had a bee on the wall when she walked in and it's like, check your room before you start throwing around, you know. Um, I, what do you think?
2: I hate that. What? Anytime somebody sides with the city when it comes down to this uh, radiant you're situation, like
0: who the fuck do you think you are? You don't and, know what you're talking if about. If
2: you don't walk into a restaurant and use your five senses—smell, right. sight, sound—or exactly. that's three out of the five—and then of course paranormal activity, where you can <laughs> see ghosts. But if you don't walk into a restaurant and be able to, uh, you know, uh, like you decide for yourself, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: Exactly, uh, and you know, and this is just
2: another tax.
0: It's another tax, and it costs me a thousand dollars. And I'll tell you, recently this happened, and you guys were actually here that night. Um, it was a couple of weeks ago. Um, we had a situation where this building was built before they kept records of when they built buildings in Long Island City, so we literally don't know how old this building is.
2: 1983.
0: But it's <laughs> at least 1983, <laughs> and there are there are issues with the valves because after a while, pipes build up <coughs> sediment, no matter how much you. Flush them and the right. sediment has built up in the main sewage pipe in the building. That the valve sometimes gets stuck permanently open.
2: The walls are full of dookie, the walls <laughs> are full of dookie
0: and dead rats that are chopped up with lettuce. Thanks, Laura. Um, so, we uh, so that night we had um, sewage backing up. And so we had to deal with it And we cleaned everything It smelled like a swimming pool down here Mm. The next day I opened I was the cashier that morning And um, I was waiting tables And DOH showed up And we have an A on our wall DOH showed up And I was like I was literally like Today's not the day, man. I just, what do you need? Because I'm, the, we had a new, we have a new POS system. We've got like new employees. What's POS? So the point of sale system. Okay. So our new computers.
2: So this fellow for Depar- uh, Department so of DOH Health shows up. Shows up and, and, he and they says, just show up randomly, huh? They show up randomly,
0: always. Yeah. And he shows up and he goes, I'm sorry. I was like, what are you doing here? I have an A. You're not supposed to be back in five months. I know that you're not supposed to be back in five months. And I'm on the community board and I say that as fast as I can as soon as they walk in the <laughs> door, hoping yeah. that that means something to them, which it never really does. But um, so they, uh, So he says that somebody called in and made a complaint that there was the smell of sewage the night before. Mm -hmm. So basically all that asshole did, whoever the coward fucking cunt is that made the phone call to the city, all they did was give the city another thousand dollars.
2: So you had to pay another thousand. I'm gonna
0: have to pay a thousand dollars. I still have an A. It doesn't affect my rating. It doesn't. It doesn't affect the public perception of who I am or as a business. They come respond to the complaint. They right. never change the letter grade. There was absolutely no issue for them to see, but they still wrote me up for five other things that were not related to the complaint. That were things that would have gotten picked up. That uh, I think our next deep clean was that Sunday. How we is that just, not we a we government? How, a
2: how is that not a government shakedown? You tell me. I can't.
0: Do you, do you, do you understand yeah, that? Seems- in order for me to get a liquor license, it cost me $16,000 to get a liquor license in my name that right. goes on that wall downstairs at the bar. Every two years, I have mm. to pay anywhere from two to $5,000 in order to get that liquor license back up to keep that on the wall for another two years. So it constantly costs me money. Right. And that's, uh, that's one where you just, you, you don't know, I don't even know how they rate it. It's probably based on my arrests and stuff like that. Yeah. I well, have to pay more because I've gone to jail too many times.
2: That's okay. You're a beautiful woman and I think you did great in prison.
0: I did do well. in um, prison. yeah,
2: oh yeah you be Oh my goodness. 50 uh, I know uh, how to get stuff. Yeah, or Oh. <laughs> you would run uh,
0: be Morgan Freeman by the time it was all over. That would be my. That would be my thing.
2: Women would just be uh, oh, taking turns on you. <laughs> they, w- they would love it. You would. You would be pampered. You You're be talking
0: quick... me into it. What do we burn down? <laughs>
2: yeah, exactly.
0: Just... Oh, now we're talking my language. All right.
2: Be living like that fella. What's the one who grew the man boobs? <laughs> oh, the one in Chicago. Oh, Richard Speck. Yeah, you'd oh. live like Richard Speck over there in well, prison. You'd love right. it. Well. I was talking to Ali uh, uh, Faroukian. For uh Ollie. He runs the uh he runs the pit and he's got a bunch of different um Great theater spaces here in New York City, and uh, when he first opened up the original pit, he had a coffee machine in the front lobby, and he had a water machine as well. And the uh, Department of Health came in and they charged him twenty five hundred dollars because apparently you need a license for all that. Uh-huh. That's not something that a lot of people fully understand when it comes to running a business. You need a license for every single thing I mean, that you do.
0: I have to have a secure. I have to have a certificate of authority to collect sales tax. I have to have a certificate of qualification which qualifies me to have a certificate of authority to collect sales tax. That's insane. I um, I have to have a food handler's license, but, which is not insane. Uh, oh, that, that makes sense. There, ha- Yeah, there has to be somebody on duty at all times that has a food handler's license. It doesn't technically have to be the owner, but I do have one. Um, um, what what's, what's,
2: what's, what's the most aggravating one? What was the one that just blindsided you when you got into this business? A theater major, and now all of a sudden you're, you're an owner of a theater and now you're running a restaurant on uh, on top of that, and you're running a bar as well because the two business partners you had flaked out and they weren't good at their jobs. And uh, what was one of the things that was just like, what?
0: I, How is this possible? I had no idea that I was going to have to pay another four grand every two years.
2: For the liquor license. I didn't just
0: have that saved up. Right. And like this year was the first year that I had to take out a business line of credit for the business, like a, or a line of credit from the bank for the business. And uh, so when I opened it this year, I just looked at it and went, well, that the credit is just going to, that's, there's no way. Because right. it's just not there. There's no cushion.
2: What's some advice you would give to somebody who wants to open up a new business?
0: Uh, have a spouse that has enough income to cover the both of you so that you can do it like, responsibly. A spouse? Yeah. You you to get a get a wife or husband. Get yourself a fucking <laughs> I mean honestly a sugar if, you, daddy. If, if you think about it like the, the 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 everybody that I know that has a dual income household they're all like they're all talking about all the stuff that they're doing and all the all the you know all of the vacations that they're on and stuff and like you can't live that kind of life and run a small business unless there's unless it's a household doing it and right. not just one person.
2: Right.
0: So, yeah. Or you know, uh inherit really well. I was lucky.
2: These are very discouraging uh, um, words here.
0: You know, I definitely—if you like alcohol at all—I recommend that you do anything but, but open a bar. Don't ever, don't ever buy a bar. No, no, no. Um, and you know, the, this is the hardest industry in, in New York to keep going. Like they say that after you've hit eight years, you're probably safe. Probably, like statistically, you're you're unlikely to close. And you're there. Uh, well, yeah, but I, am I am I personally there, or is it just the business? The business is, is on its thirteenth year now, but I think I'm 2006. What is yeah, that? Oh, I am two thousand six. it Yeah, oh, I am. I am. Be- yeah. Oh my god, I made it! I made it! Everybody, yeah, yeah. Rebecca Trent made it. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I mean, it's it's possible, but it, it, I really think that the big key for me was getting it as a turnkey. If I, I would not have built this place. Right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it was just, it, it would have been too much.
2: But you found the opportunity and you and you took it.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, my bosses didn't want the place anymore. They'd put it up for sale. I was meeting these sort of D-bags that were coming in and checking the space out and talking about changing over to Latin Fusion and stupid shit like that. Latin and, Fusion? Yeah, down the block. Huh. And uh, I was just like, you know, I, I, and basically the guys came to me and said, hey, we know that you inherited a little bit of money. Is it enough to cover it? And it was just enough for me to go about six figures in debt. So, like, I spent all of my money, went into debt, and then started paying it back immediately. What
2: would be the number one dream for Rebecca Trent? What do you want to do?
0: I want to have multiple creek and caves um, all over the world. Um, Like, I'd like to have three in the States and then three in places outside. And then I'd like for us to have a a tour bus and our own planes so that we can travel our, our folks and not have to deal with the TSA and stuff.
2: Oh, that'd be great. Sure, that treat would, treat all the comedians favorite. like cocaine in the 70s. <laughs> that would be my favorite. <laughs> yeah, exactly. put, us on, put us on planes and just fly us all around. I
0: think that would be really great. And I think that I, ultimately I want to create an artist retreat down in the Outer Banks. My mom and I are actually starting work on that this, this year. Um, and uh, we're hoping to open like a little dojo that has like a revenue stream and a place to live and stuff where people can go down for two and three months at a time and be at the ocean and work and work on their craft and stuff.
2: If you could have, if you could send a group of comedians over to a uh, to an audience, what do you want that perfect audience to look like? Like a U.S.O., Do you want them to be army uh, people, or do you want them to be, uh, uh, you know, uh, activists, or do you want who do you want to entertain?
0: What- <laughs> I want to entertain everybody, but I think the people that I like to entertain the most are ourselves. Like I like, yeah. I like that. I I love the level of enta- entertainment that we provide one another. But um, I think you know, so this is a way of me tap dancing around it. But I like that. And making the sad laugh is my favorite. So the like, sad laugh. Yeah, you know, like so, like so, like if I'm.
2: That's what I, that's If what I'm I call having it. a
0: bad day, I don't want to get out of bed. Right. I wait until somebody makes me laugh, and like nine times out of ten, it'll be like Eric Bergstrom Twitter or something like that. Right. It'll, he'll say something silly that'll make me go like, all right, I'll do it, and I'll yeah. get out of bed.
2: Michael Fox is very funny on Twitter as well. She is. Really I, funny o- on I always called the sad laugh a queef.
0: Well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever been in a situation where you que- <laughs> the, where the girl queefs so much that you just stopped? You're just like I can't. It's too- I never I stop, I stop, baby. Yeah.
1: queefs. No, no, no. No, it's, it's I mean, great. It's like, that's I can deal with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. why, five yeah. or more is that's just I mean feels like you start laughing immediately. It was, feels like you're uh, Felix Baumgartner <laughs> falling from space. It
2: feels like you're
0: you're,
1: you're uh, uh,
2: skydiving. You know, I love it. It's the only breeze I get. Does it
0: vibrate? You're, does it feel what, good? when a queef occurs? Happens.
2: Do you uh, well, feel it
0: on the on the shaft skin?
2: No, but I'll tell you one mm-hmm. thing. It makes no, the gal no, no, no. feel like, ooh, I should be embarrassed. But then you're so cool about it that everything works out great. And yeah.
0: then you guys get the green light to fart if you need to, right?
2: Never fart in front of a woman if you're a man.
0: Oh, I like that rule, Ben Kessel, and I'm going to say completely surprises me.
2: Oh, absolutely. I never toot. I wouldn't do it. Anytime and-
0: I need to, I'll go near like the, like the some obnoxious asshole and I'll fart near them and then walk away and blame it on them as I'm leaving and almost 100% of the time I get away with it.
1: I fart when I laugh.
0: <laughs> and it happens sure. when I'm hanging out with girls all the time I'll be hanging
1: out with the girl and I'll like have like a surprised laugh it's is like if I'm sitting down I'll have a surprised laugh and it'll just go like like happens all the time What is But luckily my laugh it just is just relaxes
0: so, your butthole Yeah
1: luckily my laugh Is so loud though That they almost never hear it Alright <laughs> <laughs> We uh, One of our listeners Please make a meme With Marcus
2: Marcus Parks' face That just says I fart when I laugh <laughs> Unbelievable Now oh, that's great Um Yes, uh, Rebecca, you're you're amazing. Um, Thank you, and uh, and everyone really appreciates what you what you've done here at the creek, and uh, I feel like I think that's good. You know, I think so. Yeah, I think everyone's gotten to know you a little bit better. Yeah, and uh, you know, what's one? What's what's the. <laughs> what's the what's the one thing you want to do for my career that's going to make me
0: famous? <laughs> get you late night.
2: Thank God. Can I get a late night special already? There
0: you go. The special. We're going straight for special. Well, a what, showcase. That whatever. That was, it is. I was thinking maybe like four and a, four minutes in a bit. You four, want to do? I have to
2: do four and a half minutes of comedy. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. I only do long form. I'll do that Pete Holmes show. Uh, that'll <laughs> uh, be, that'll okay. Be uh,
0: here's the thing about the Pete Holmes
2: show. <laughs> Bad news. We're talking about the
0: podcast, right?
2: Because uh, <laughs> n- if you're not, well, you can. do Pete Holmes, I, I love Pete Holmes, and I think his show is very good. But discuss the Pete Holmes podcast. You, what, what do you think about it?
0: Oh, I think it's great. I think he does make it weird, though. Like I, like I, I, I think that it's aptly named. Like you know, listening to the to the podcast, there are times when I get uncomfortable, or like I've definitely been on the subway and and yelled, "Don't answer that!" Like <laughs> like out loud. <laughs> yeah, 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 that kind of thing. But you know. Luckily, you know, the people that would be offended by it typically don't partake in that, in that form of art anyway, right. so it's fine.
2: And thank you for saying that this podcast is better. <laughs> um, all right, everyone, come to the creek in the cave. Uh, yeah. As a matter of fact, Rebecca said the word sar- uh, sausage party earlier and in the show. We're having
0: one on October fifth. Yeah. Yeah. October
2: fifth. It's going to be huge, and I'm uh, uh, going to be huge, and I'm going to start pressing this now. Uh, I'm actually doing a week here at the creek. Oh, that's uh, right. Starting October fifteenth, and then it'll be uh, throughout that entire week. So, and we're uh, also
0: doing a haunted house for the month of October. That's oh going, my the, god! The larcenists and the and the Holdenators are going to be putting it together. I guess. And I will yeah. be
2: I will be uh, fully decked out in monster gear. And uh, I assure you, you will be terrified. So
0: much fun. Are uh, we? Do we need to worry about, like, gang warfare for the sausage party? Like, what oh, do, what do nah. these guys do? Are they going to show up with, like, sick iguanas and, uh, <laughs> no, <Holden> and <laughs> bags of any... meat? Or, I don't know. What's uh, going to happen? You don't have oh. to
1: worry about Marcusarians. We mostly operate out of prisons. <laughs> <laughs> Your yeah.
0: people are all underground. <laughs> oh, I'm not worried about yeah. that.
1: <laughs> Marcusarian Nation, unite. Does, what
0: are his? Does Take it easy with the Marcusarian like Arian Nation, <laughs> by the way. Oh, I don't oh, know if Marcus that's... Marcusarian Nation. Yeah, you're right. That doesn't come off so good. Not great. Not with that accent. I don't know on the artwork, I'll be honest. <laughs> yeah. If these costumes involve pointy hats, I'm out.
2: <laughs> and now we have this new, uh, the Kisselites, this new army that I'm forming on Kis- Facebook. Kisselites? Kisselites.
1: I thought you were going gonna... to go
0: with Kisillians. Eh,
1: I li- oh, I like Kisillians. Mm, he well, was what... given Benini Weenies. Because it sounds yeah. I'm not Sicilian,
0: t- <laughs> so it sounds like you've got like a mafioso. Yeah. Sort of I think that's Sicilian.
1: So. I
2: don't
0: know. Ben- Benini Weenie, did I hear it
2: that? It yeah. <laughs> uh, was a ridiculous joke that somebody uh, decided to make. Um, so Kisselites? Kisselites, and okay. we're going to start attacking people like on Israelites. Twitter once we get to 500 people. Like okay. Israelites. Sure, okay. I'm half Jewish. Which half? Uh, the, the the fat half. <laughs> um, all right, Rebecca. Uh, thank you so much for joining us.
0: Thank you for having me.
2: And uh, thank you for everything that you've done. Yes. All right. We'll talk to you all soon. That's Marcus Parks on Twitter. I'm Ben Kissel on Twitter. And that's, uh, I believe it's Rebel Cave, right? Rebel
0: Cave. Right. Bye. Yeah. Bye.